I'm Kimberly C. Paul. Today we talk with Philip Baraboo. He's a filmmaker behind the award-winning documentary film called Charged. How do we become the architect of our own destiny? Throughout two decades of working with the dying, I think I've discovered the secrets to dying well in America. We must learn to build the pathways to our last chapter, to create the blueprints that reflects our individual lives and values. Knowledge is power, and if we desire a death that reflects our life, we must become the designer. Last week, we talked with Eduardo, and we talked about his experience with this unexpected accident and you created a movie about this incident called charged and throughout the whole film, I've watched it a few times. Uh, I all, I often think about, or I often thought about you and the crew that were filming it and how hard it was to watch Eduardo go through this transformation, but also captured on film. Um, what was that like for you and the, the crew? Yeah. I would say in the early stages, when Eduardo came back to Montana from Salt Lake City, um, he had to come back for chemotherapy. And at that time, we didn't, Jennifer Jane had filmed the entire 50 days in ICU. And we didn't know we were making a film. Um, This kind of started before we were working on a, a TV show. So when he came back, Eduardo and Jen are my buddies. And you know, just as a friend, I was going out with Ed, you know, fly fishing for the first time or learning how to cook again. So I was filming these stages more as a friend and just in case, like maybe a documentary down the line, maybe a TV show or whatever. But at those times, it it was tough seeing him in that place. And, you know, his his hair had fallen out. But I would say what stuck out the most was just how positive he was and just how much you could tell he had so much appreciation for life right then because he was given the second chance and um, just motivated to learn with this new tool, with this new prosthetic. And as you see in the film, I mean, the guy is insane on how fast he picks everything up. And a lot of it is just from his, his attitude and, and uh, motivation on, on learning how to do this. Wow. So for us, it was just, it was it was motivating and inspiring um, to be filming these, to to witness this guy nearly dying and now coming back to life and learning this stuff with just so much positivity. Mm. I know. Talking with Eduardo, he hooked me up with Jennifer, and next week we'll talk to Jennifer about her caregiving and those fifty days in ICU. But but you know, before this, how did you even meet? these two creatives um, in Montana. How did you guys meet? Right. Um, So it started with Ed and Jen reached out to me to put together a trailer for a TV show concept called Active Ingredient. And they had this idea, Eduardo's a chef by trade, um, and he loves cooking in the outdoors, and he's super active. So whether it's fishing, skiing, surfing, um, to cook amazing meals while doing those things. So we spent six months to a year kind of throughout the year filming these different stages, whether it was fly fishing on the Yellowstone river and cooking a trout on the side of the river. We went to Costa Rica and showed them surfing and cooking fish on the beach. Um, so we got to know each other through creating this trailer 
And long story short, um, they pitched it and it actually sold to Food Network. And literally when they were supposed to have signed the deal for the show is when Eduardo was injured. So just as everything was happening, it came, you know, crashing down on him. Oh, wow. Now, when did you realize through this whole process um, after he was injured and you were filming, did you feel like, well, gosh, there's a story here and we need to tell it? Um, when did that started? I mean, what was the kind of conversation when it first started? Because I, you know, talking with Eduardo, he was really not confident in talking about his injury at first. And so I wanted to, when did this idea of a film start evolving? Right. Yeah. It was actually many years down the line after the injury. Um, and so we spent, I would say three to four years filming these different stages, not knowing what it was for. So learning how to surf again, um, he started to become active in this group called Challenge Athletes. It's kind of where, where he learned um, to own his injury and other people in his community. And really, uh, I think the moment it happened, we got involved in another film called Unbranded, and it took two years to make. And when we got done with that, we had a team. We had like an amazing team set up. And we got done, and that's where we approached Ed. And he he was basically at the stage where physically he was kind of back to where he was. He's an amazing athlete. He was cooking again, doing all these things he loves. And I could see as a friend that personally he was going through the next challenge, which was all the mental kind of as the dust was settling of what really happened to him, um, dealing with things with his family and relationship. And I could tell there was a much bigger story there. And that's when I approached him and said, hey, man, we've got this team in place. We've got years of, of footage from before the injury, everything Jen shot, years of, like, your recovery. And now you're going into this next stage, like, are you open to it? And it actually took about six months to convince both Ed and Jen. And um, Ed was definitely not ready to tell his story yet. He was still kind of hiding in the shadows and didn't quite know how to, you know, show his face in public. And it took a little convincing. And I don't know if he told you the story, but we went down to Salt Lake city to, to see the doctors and nurses and they were so happy to see him. And one of the doctors at the end of it, Dr. Morris said, we need this. Like we, they have a very difficult life and a difficult job seeing these things and they need to see those successes to see that like their hard work is paying off and to motivate them to continue to do, do their job. And I think that turned a light on for Ed is just like, if I can tell my story and share this with other people, maybe it can help them or motivate them and in different ways. And, and so that was really the, the turning point for, for Ed. And then that's kind of where we decided we're really going to make a film. Well, going, I mean, what, how long have you been involved with film? Because the way this movie was filmed was like a National Geographic, you know, just special. And and I was so in love how you shot the movie. Um, and I in in recreated scenes that you were not apparently there, obviously, but you recreated scenes that it made me feel like you were. I mean, what interested you? Uh, into film? When did this love for film come about? 
Right. Yeah. It's, so I, I went to film school at Montana State University here in Bozeman, Montana. So um, definitely started with a love for the outdoors and outdoor adventure. So kind of started with ski movies and different things like that. And that kind of evolved more into I really like human stories, um, going into culture and different things like that. So um, Eduardo's was just the perfect mix of, you know, I'd say the biggest challenge was diving into this personal, really emotional story. But also Montana was this huge element and like Montana's huge part of his life and his back door. So it gave us this opportunity to film all these beautiful scenes in the country around him. And the music, was that a, like an original score? And who was involved with the music? The music was just really well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, we're we're very happy with the music. We ended up getting a composer named Joaquin Cooter, and who's actually Rye Cooter's son from Buena Vista Social Club. Oh. And <laughs> yeah, so he was incredible. We knew as we were putting together that, we needed something that was a little different, not your typical score, um, something a little funky, something else of that uh, composer that could do these different, you know, styles of like, we've got scenes where it's really depressing to like very high energetic, like inspirational scenes. And mm -hmm. so we found him and uh, and you could tell, I mean, he grew up basically with this band so he plays all these instruments and funky instruments and uh he just started putting together some pieces for us and we could tell right away it was a great fit so he worked out awesome for the score oh wow that now that's exciting and kismet yeah. for sure so tell me what did you film with what kind of camera and i i noticed there were a lot of high shots were there a lot of drones used in filming yeah we did some drone photography um in some of the scenes where he's hunting, uh, the main cameras we had was a Sony FS7 and a Sony A7S. Oh, wow. But since this band, I mean, going back to from before the injury, I think we counted we have probably 10 different cameras <laughs> from, you know, going back eight years. So, yeah, there's but the main once we realized we we're doing the film where we just set aside like a year to shoot this last piece. It was mainly the, the Sony. Well, how did you have the quality to look very consistent throughout the film? I mean, using 10 different cameras, how did, how did, how did you do that? Um, I think it just comes down to, um, the color in post mm. and just getting a real consistent look across the board. And then, you know, our colors just did a really good job and kind of, making it look consistent but i think what also helped is a lot of those cameras were in certain scenes so it wasn't a mix like a scene was a mix of like five different cameras right it kind of evolved from day one where we we're using the, the canon mark twos for this pre kind of active ingredient trailer and then that's what jen shot um in the hospital and then as the years went by we got better cameras so i think if you saw it like back to back mixed together, maybe you'd notice, but the footage evolved as the story evolved. So I think it's a progression that you don't really notice as much. Well, I, you, you don't at all because, and I, I mean, there was even, was there an iPhone even used at one time, a couple of snippets of an iPhone? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's Eduardo in the hospital filmed just himself a lot talking to the talking to his phone. Can you believe that we've come this far in the film industry that we can shoot on an iPhone, a telephone, and it be yeah. high enough quality <laughs> for yeah, a no, documentary? Absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think it's some of our best stuff in the hospital just because it's so raw. Right. And it's like, you know, there's no film crew there. There's no one interviewing him with questions. It's just him being himself. Well, how did you work with Aguardo, um, I'm sorry, Ed, Eduardo to recreate some of the scenes where he was originally shot? I mean, how did that evolve? Right. That was also a huge challenge um was it really him being filmed that was him yeah oh, wow yeah so he from day one i think so it was in the hospital was the first time they recorded him telling the story of what happened and what he remembers because there's definitely parts after he was shocked that he doesn't remember mm. like as he, he had to hike himself out three miles but there's there's blank spots but there's very vivid memories of when he started to recall that he's hurt. He needs to get help. He heard a hurt certain bird calling. And since he grew up in the outdoors, he's like, that's a Western meadowlark. <laughs> and it started, these little things started triggering him back to reality. Oh, wow. And then he would look down and he's like, I'm hurt, but didn't recall exactly what happened. But all of a sudden his memory would come back. So we probably over a couple of years heard various stages of that story, but it was all the, these consistent little points. He remembers hearing his footsteps on the gravel. Mm. And so we took those and created like a script and basically went out and recreated from exactly where it happened to walking back down to safety. So, you know, there's a lot of elements that didn't make the film and someday we may do this little recreation scene and go like the behind the scenes of oh, it. That would be good. But um, yeah. And we, it, you know, it's tough. I haven't, most of my work is documentary filmmaking and stuff like that. So doing that recreation element was, was a challenge for our team mm. just cause I know recreation's done bad. Mm, like true. Not look good in a situation like that. You pulled it off. You did. Yeah, I appreciate that. You yeah, did. Uh, because you knew it was a recreation, but it, it I and I when I saw the legs walking out um in one part of the film, I was like, is that is that Ed walking out? And it, it's so cool to to know that he was filming those and recreating it with you. I mean, what was that like for him? I mean, was he struggling at that time to or was he really committed to like, okay, we need to get this film out? Um, was he still struggling going back and recreating what could have been the end of his life? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a pretty amazing experience for him. And actually it, it really got him thinking like exactly every step and putting himself back there. Cause he's been back there. You'll see in the film, he went back like a year later, um, in another time for another anniversary of the accident. But I think this time was literally step by step what happened. And I think he re he started recalling moments that he didn't before. Oh, wow. And any scenes where we saw his face, you know, we're trying to put him in that moment, like when he first opened his eyes and everything. So I think it was pretty, pretty emotional day for him. Mm. Um, 
but in a good way as well. But uh, one other part that I forgot to mention was, so we did show him walking out and he has a twin brother. So not many people get the chance in a recreation to have that exact stunt double that, you know, that has his left arm and everything. So oh no, we had, really? We had the, yeah. Yeah. So we okay. Got and his, his twin brother, Eugene loved doing it. Oh, doing the whole scene of him hiking out. That's awesome. That yeah, is really so all cool. those shots are him. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool, Sue. This was really a family uh, <laughs> kind of oh, yeah. film because, I mean, Jennifer, I, I mean, watching it a few times, uh, which it's an amazing story and shot beautifully. And I applaud you. Um, oh, thank you. It, it really is. But it, you know, Jennifer um, becoming a subject in the film. Uh, it was really interesting to see their relationship evolve and how much they cared for one another. And she seemed like part of the family. Yes. And it was really cool when I first reached out to you um, to inquire about you guys coming on the podcast. You unfortunately um, informed me that, you know, Ed's father had passed away and he's in the film. And I had just been introduced to him in the film and seeing their chemistry as father and son and to hear that he was lost was was really heartbreaking but uh it, at least they have the film and that chemistry they have um mm -hmm. right there especially when he whistled come in and to see him for the first time in the hospital and the grin um that that electric smile that ed has is 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 just uh how can anyone not fall in love with that right <laughs> with those pearly whites so are you surprised that how well this film is being received uh, I am surprised. I mean, I'm surprised and we're basically all the things we're going from from day one, which you'll see there's so many different storylines. Um, and like, should we dive into this? Do we, you know, I think our biggest thing from day one was we didn't want to tell just, just another survival story. And some of the big aspects were this love story, him and Chen, um, the relationship with him and his father his his family caregiving all these different things so i think we were surprised at how people could relate in so many different aspects of it but as a concise from beginning to end like it it felt like you know we're seeing different people coming up to us wanting to talk to jen wanting to talk to ed or just touching on different points whether it's they've had a messy relationship or they're caring for a family member or they've gone through traumatic injury. So I think mm. we're just super happy and honored to see that people are relating to these different parts that in the beginning we're like, should we go into that? You know, almost taking a chance because you have all these different parts. And is it going to be too messy or confusing? Should we stick with more of the basic storyline? And uh, so, yeah, we're really, really happy with the outcome. Yeah, I was really, really proud of the decision to make Jen a part of uh, a subject in the film because caregivers get so overlooked. And, and I, you know, even talking with Ed yesterday um, or even with the podcast last week, I mean, he gets a lot of FaceTime, but these caregivers, which were his twin brother, his sister, mother, father, but especially Jen there day one, spending the night in the hospital, they sometimes are forgotten and pushed in the background. Yes. And you yeah. got, you did so well with the just their chemistry on 
on film was just beautiful. Um, and, and I think everyone walks away thinking, wow, I, I wish I had that with, with anyone, that sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. So you, did you used to work for National Geographic? Uh, no, I've, I've, I've shot a show for them in the past. Um, but various outdoor television shows like Mountain Men or Axemen, and I did one for them called Expedition. Oh, I can't even think about it. Not Expedition Wild, but this was 10 years ago. So I've done a little work. Well, you can tell for sure. Now, what are some of the projects you're working on next? I know you're in Montana shooting another film. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow to shoot another documentary. Um, his name's Ben Masters. He was a, a guy I worked with on Branded. This was a couple years ago. But anyway, it's, it's called The River in the Wild. And he's basically doing a journey from the whole border between Texas and Mexico. Oh, and wow. so it's part adventure, him and a crew, mountain biking, part of it, horseback, and then canoeing the, the Rio. And so they're exploring you know, this, this landscape before, hopefully it doesn't have a wall and (laughs) yeah. And then also just like tying in the issues of immigration and and wildlife and different things like that. So yeah, I'm heading out for 20 days tomorrow. So, Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad I'm catching you. Yeah. Well, so charged is the movie that we're talking about where Ed Garcia was injured 2400 volts and he almost lost his life but he lost an arm um which which is i guess a hand really but he is a chef and so the struggles and the transformations that he uh takes in this movie called charge is just amazing what if someone wants to host a screening of this film how do they do that all you have to do is go to our website so it's just chargedfilm.com and there's a link literally that says host a screen and it gives you all the information. Um, we're working with a company called gather and they're set up with all the theaters across the nation. So no matter what city you're in and working with that theater. So it's a really, um, I wouldn't say easy exactly, but it's easy to, to start setting it up. And it's a crowdfunding approach where you have to pre-sell a certain amount of tickets and then it becomes an actual event. So, oh, cool! Yeah. That's so really anyone great. can do it. Doesn't cost any money. Just takes some time. Well, just in right and right now, the film is being uh, is on Prime, Amazon Prime. Is there is it going to be anywhere else in a streaming um, mode where people can watch it in their house? Yeah, so it's on Amazon, um, iTunes, Vudu, pretty much all the major video on demand platforms. Oh, good. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the future, we'll we'll shoot with our distributor, trying to get it on Netflix and some other various uh, platforms like that. So the the main ones that people know about are Amazon and iTunes. Well, I can't tell you. I've seen the film two or three times, and it is beautifully shot, a beautiful story. And, you know, it is, it is a filmmaker's uh, just forte when they can take so many different storylines and make it into a film that makes absolute sense, but also inspires. Um, and, and just, it's beautiful. The music is beautiful. So I applaud you and thank thank you. you. Thank you for bringing this to life. Um, because this movie really did inspire me and I'm hoping that it's going to inspire other people. Um, even if they have a disability to challenge themselves and, and, 
be another, you know, Ed Garcia out there doing what he's loved. Nothing seems to stop the guy. No, absolutely not. Well, I yeah. I appreciate your time. Thanks for taking time out and good luck on your next project. And uh, let us know when that movie's out too. Will do. Thanks, Kimberly. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer.